All right. There was this physics class at a university, and one of the students gets frustrated and he says to the professor, he says, what's the point of learning these uh, formulae, these physics equations? Do they have any practical bearing in life? That we were forced to take these courses in order to graduate university? So the physics professor turns to the student and he says, yes, this course saves lives. Oh, saves lives, okay, so he gets quiet. And he sits for a while, and he's thinking to himself, how does it save lives? How does it save lives? So finally, the student can't take it anymore. He blurts out. He says, how? How does the physics course save lives? The professor says, well, for one, it keeps idiots like you out of medical school. <laughs> okay. You want to see where I'm going with this? What, what's the connection to the parsha? Something we take for granted. We take for granted because it's just so normal and um, we can't even imagine it being any other way. How do you know that it's a Jewish concept to seek healing if you are, God forbid, not well? How do you know? We take it for granted. Of course, you're sick. You, you, go, you go to a doctor. Yeah, how do you know? Comes from this week's Parsha. No, that's, how to st that's preventative medicine. How do you know if somebody got sick already? Maybe it's God's will. What? So you say, oh, it can't be. No, you, you're taking it for granted because you're used to it because it's been this way 3,300 some years since Torah was given. The reality has been this way. So no, we're not like the Christian scientists who say that uh, you know, if you get sick, you just got to pray. We seek natural means to healing. But how do we know that's a Jewish concept? Why? Because it makes sense to you? No, not because it makes sense to you. Because Torah says so. And the source is from this week's Parsha. Verapoi, and his healing, Yerapei, you shall carry through with. You shall administer a healing. It's talking in context, you know, Mishpatim, Parsha's Mishpatim are civil laws, talking about damages. So somebody hurt somebody else, so he has to provide for the healing, meaning he has to pay the, the doctor's bills. But from this, we learn, in fact, let's quote the, the Lushen of Chazal, the expression of our sages right now, because it uh, figures prominently in what we're studying today. The Gemorim Brochus, Daf, Samach, and also in uh, Bovakama as well, says, Mikan, from here, meaning from this Pasuk, from this scriptural uh, source, that permission was granted to the healer to heal. So in other words, how do we know that it's okay for a doctor to heal somebody? How do we know it's not called playing God? How do we know you're allowed to intervene in such a thing? Because you should, Torah says, you should administer a healing. And Mikan, from here, from this source, permission was granted to the healer to heal. Okay. Um, in that light, I want to bring up another saying of our sages, which may seem to be, will seem to be, uh, 
inexplicable. Uh, it's, it's inexplicable almost on its own, but then in also when you put it in conjunction with what we just said a moment ago, it's really the difficult to uh, to sustain how that contradiction can actually uh, be resolved. Um, there's a Gemara in Kiddushin, Daf Pei Beis Omer Aleph, that says, Toiv Shiberoifim, the good doctors, I don't know what, what it says about the bad doctors, but the good doctors, Toiv Shiberoifim, Legehenim, go to hell. The best of the doctors, the good ones, the good ones go to hell. Okay, so first of all, like I said, on its own, it's just a funny statement, because why should somebody be worthy of such punishment just because they have a profession? Just because they have a certain profession? It's not, you know, what does it say about their moral character? It doesn't mean they're a good person, a bad person. It's just telling you what job they have. But even furthermore, in context of what we just learned, that virapa yirape means... That reshus mikan from this verse mikan shereshus nitna that permission was granted l'reifilarapes. So Torah itself is saying it's okay, not only okay, but um, that this is something that that, that that you should go out and learn how to do and uh, be able to heal people. You know, I, I should clarify. The, the question is a little bit deeper than it seems. Because actually, uh, there's another Gemara, there's another uh, in Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Ayin Gimel, Ahmed Aleph, that is based on a whole, a whole different um, drasha, based on a whole different, Darshan's a different Pasuk. Um, there's a Pasuk about Hashavas Aveda, returning a lost object. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that just like you are obligated to return an object that you found, if you find somebody's lost object, so too you are obligated to heal someone if you are able. Okay, but that, that Gemara <coughs> only tells us that you should heal someone if you already know how to do it. Just like you couldn't return somebody's lost object unless you found it. Well, there's a mitzvah to, to return lost objects. It doesn't mean that, that it's a mitzvah to go around looking for lost objects, right? So if you found it, then you should return it. You have a mitzvah. The same thing, that, the Gemara in Sanhedrin is only saying, if you know how to heal, so then you know, step up and do it. You know, provide the healing for the guy. But how do we know that it's actually okay to go learn how to heal in the first place? We know it from, from the, from, 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 from the Pasuk, in this week's parsha, from the Gemara in Brachas, in Bovakama, Mikan which means not only that he has permission to, to heal if he knows how, but he has permission to go learn how to do it. And indeed, we know throughout history there were many good Jews, fine, upstanding Jews, who were healers. Now I don't just mean you know the proverbial Jewish joke about you know the Jewish mother with you know the son who's a doctor. I mean. Uh, Real G'dayle Yisrael, I mean the Rambam, the Reisham. So, we have to understand this. How is it possible to say that Torah says it's, it, it's permissible to seek healing, it's permissible to administer healing, it's permissible to learn how to heal, uh, but if you're one of the people, well, if you're a healer, Tev Shebereifim, 
the healers, the doctors all go to hell. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you a story. The story takes place in Vienna, Austria, and that's important to know because Vienna was a town, not a town, a city, a cosmopolitan, uh, you know, a, a, a world center, specifically uh, for academia, a lot of uh, universities and professors, and even more specifically, uh, medical universities, medical schools. So they were great experts. All the uh, it, and I'm talking about the story took place in the 1930s, in the interwar years. So particularly in that era, all the cutting-edge medicine was in Vienna. People would come to Vienna out of, from, from the whole Europe because there were the biggest experts, the top specialists in their fields. The people who were teaching the subject to all the, to the other doctors, they were all in Vienna. Okay. Now, in Vienna during this time, in the 30s, <coughs> there was the Rebbe of Chortkov, uh, which is from Ruzhin, which is from the Magid. The, 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 the Baal Shem Tov's successor, the Magid, Rebbe Doivber, through his son, uh, the Malach, Rebbe Avram, so he had a, a, an anical Rebbe Yisrael Ruzhin, Rebbe Yisrael Friedman. Rabbi Yisrael Yisrael Friedman was named after the Baal Shem Tov. His name was Yisrael. And he had an anical, um, Reb Yisrael Chortakover, who in turn had a son named Doivber, who was named after the Magid. And Yisrael obviously is, is being named after the Baal Shem Tov. I'm just giving you the, the lineage here of the dynasty. The, the story takes place during the leadership of Rabbi Yisrael, the great-grandson, I believe, of the Ruzhiner, who they called the Chortkoverov. There are a few different dynasties that come from Ruzhin, but this is the, the, the Chortkoverov in, uh, in Vienna. At any rate, what happened is there was this modern guy, um, I mean, assimilated, not, not, not a chassid and not bechlal, not, not from, not a religious guy. He got sick and um, he ended up in Vienna because that was, you know, the, the cutting edge place. That's where you would go if, you know, if the local doctors didn't know how to heal you, you go to, you go to Vienna. So this, the, he was a businessman, a wealthy guy. He could afford you know, whatever treatment he needed, but he had to go to Vienna to get it because that's where, the, that's where the experts were. So this businessman, he goes to Vienna, and he goes to all the biggest experts in Vienna, and they all tell him, there's nothing we can do. We don't have a treatment for that, okay? They basically tell him, you're on your own. So he was, he was, he was obviously, he was broken, and no one's even offering him any type of you know, treatment. Uh, somehow, I don't know the background, but he was friendly with, which is unusual, he was, like I said, he was not a chassid, he was not even religious. Somehow he was friendly with Rabbi Yisrael Chotokover's son, um, Rabbi Doivber, who eventually became his father's successor and became the Chotokover of. I believe he passed away, by the way, just a few years after his father. Um, at any rate, so this, this businessman spoke to Reb Doivber, and he told him, go to my father and get a bracha. 
So it was not a thing that he would normally do. He was not into getting brachas. Like I, like I said, he wasn't a chassid. He wasn't a chassid. He was not even religious. But he went to the to the rav, the chotkover rav, and he and he got his uh, he got a bracha, and the bracha came with instructions. The 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 rav told him that in here in Vienna, in town, there's this uh, doctor, and you should go to him. He gave him the name. You should go to him and. You know, should be good, should be healed. He followed up. Who's this doctor? He's some uh, GP, you know, a general practitioner, like a family doctor, you know, runny noses and, you know, flus and colds. I'm a pediatrician, like, uh, like just a regular guy, had a little practice, hang, hung up a shingle, and that's, he was just, he, he was a family doctor. Um, so the, the businessman, has, he's been to the biggest experts. He's been to the, the, the top names in, in the generation. And now he's being sent to this rinky-dink, I mean, to put it frankly, this rinky-dink, you know, you know little uh, family doctor. And, uh, but he goes, and the doctor gave him some type of uh, course of treatment. And he was healed. He was healed. Okay. So, obviously, he was very, very happy. Um, but he was also confused. <laughs> I mean, at first, you don't ask any questions because you're just grateful. But then he was confused. So he came back to the Chotkovarov and he asked. I mean, he said, thank you. He expressed his gratitude. But then he said, by the way, I don't understand this. I went to all the biggest experts in the world who are all here you know, in Vienna. And they couldn't help me. They wouldn't even try to help me. And you sent me to your little doctor, and not only he tried to help me, Baruch Hashem, he helped me, right? So, what's up with that? How does that, how does, how does that, how does that work? So, Rabbi Yisrael, the Chotokovarov, says, Mikan shenitna rishus l'reifelirapes. He quotes the Gemara. From here, the permission was granted to the healer to heal. The guy didn't really understand how that's an answer to his question. So he turned to Reb Doivber, to the son, and kind of looked like... <coughs> so the son explained it. He translated it, spelled it out. He says, Mikan, from here, they were in the room, the Chotokovar's room, where where he learned and where he would, you know, spend time in his own Aveda, but also that was the room where people would come in Yechidus to, to visit him, to have their private audiences, to ask for spiritual guidance, and also to ask for blessing, just like this businessman had come and asked for blessing from the, from the Chotkovarov. So his son, Abdaibir, he says, Nikan, from here, meaning from this place, from this room, permission is granted to the healer to heal. You, you, you think that the specialists are able to heal because they're specialists? Because a doctor is so smart, because he's, he's the top in his field? No. No, there has to be a rishus, there has to be a special permission granted for Hashem's healing to come through that doctor. And where does that come from? It comes from here, from this place where you got a bracha, and once you had that bracha, 
then it wasn't that important which doctor it was. It could be the top specialist in his field. It could be a, a, a regular GP. It's just a conduit. It's just a delivery system. And that's the whole idea of healing. That a doctor is a divinely appointed emissary. And therefore, by the way, let me add, you have to listen to your doctor because they're a divinely appointed emissary. Um, you know, the Rebbe's, Lubavitcher Rebbe's Igris Kodesh, thousands, tens of thousands of letters which were, were published, has many letters that deal with healing. I mean, the whole gamut, every type of issue in life is dealt with in the Rebbe's Igris. But you see a lot of letters where people write in there looking for, for healing. And the Rebbe says over and over again, go to a doctor and listen to your doctor. <coughs> so, the fact that a doctor is a divinely appointed emissary, the fact that he is Hashem's chosen conduit for the healing to enter the world, means that he has a certain power. It's not his power, it's not his own power, it doesn't come from him, it comes through him as a divine agent. So therefore you have to listen to him. And it's not that the doctor has to be so smart, and it's not that he has to be so, so skilled. Hashem is smart, Hashem is skilled, Hashem is the doctor. But he's sending it through this person. It's, it's along the same lines, not to get off topic, but you know how you make a, how you make a living. Your work doesn't generate parnasa. Your work is just a vessel. It's just plausible deniability. Really, Hashem is still feed, feeding us mon, just like he did in the wilderness. But he has to hide it. So he has to have plausible deniability. He has to have an alibi. So it has to look like it came through natural means, meaning non-miraculous means. So you have to go work, or you have to have an investment, or you have to have a business, whatever it is, so that when Hashem delivers the, the manna from heaven, we could have, you know, he could have plausible deniability. You can say, oh, it wasn't a miracle, it was, it was through, through work. And there's a reason why Hashem wants the world to be set up like that, and that's not the time for that discussion. But the point is, that's how he wants it, and the same with healing. Of course Hashem could miraculously heal people with no effort whatsoever on, on the part of the person. But he wants there to be a, 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 a natural... Um, natural effort. But just remember, the natural effort doesn't produce the healing, it's just a, a cover story for the healing. And that's why you got to listen to your doctor, because it's not your doctor. Hashem is delivering healing through that doctor. But I'll tell you another, I'll tell you another important practical takeaway from this. Just like it's very important to listen to your doctor, it's very important not to listen to your doctor. I know I'm contradicting myself. Okay, well, I'll explain, and it's not such a contradiction. In fact, it's very, very consistent. There's a story about the Rebbe Marash, the fourth Rebbe of Chabad, his wife, Rebbe Tzunirifka. You know, the Beisirifka schools, are, they're, they're named after her. So Rebbe Tzunirifka became uh, seriously ill at one point, and the doctor came. In fact, not just a regular doctor, the very special doctor was uh, the Professor Habenthal from, from, the, uh, from, from Vitebsk. Vitebsk was, the, was where the university was in, in White Russia at that time. And uh, Habenthal saw, saw Rebbe Tsenrifka, and he said, she's not, she's not going to get better. She's, just, you know, God forbid. And the Tzemach Tzedek, who was her father-in-law, the third Rebbe of Chabad, the Tzemach Tzedek, so he was her father-in-law. He turned to the doctor and he said, uh, excuse me, but who asked you? 
Who asked you? Since when is that your job? He says, Rishus nitna lirapis. Permission was granted to a healer to heal. Permission was not granted to a healer to give up on somebody. So you know, know your job. Know your job. Your job is Hashem gave you the, 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 the merit of being the agent through which healing enters the world. But he didn't give you the, the right to say somebody can't be healed, God forbid. So that's when you shouldn't listen to your doctor. If a doctor says, oh, we don't, have any, we, don't, we don't have any way to heal you. Okay, no problem. I'll get a second opinion or a third opinion. No problem. Because that's not a doctor's job. So you got to know. Don't listen to a doctor when they say there's no healing. It's not their right, not their job. They don't have any special ability to say that. Because they went to medical school, but that's not why they can heal. Really, that's just the plausible, plausible deniability why it's not a miracle when they heal you. But of course we know, like they say, um, Hashem cures the patient and the doctor collects the fee. So it's really all Hashem curing the patient. Okay, so based on this we can now understand how to re reconcile the fact that being a doctor is permissible, learning how to become a doctor is permissible. In fact, we need, we need people to become doctors, uh, and yet the Gemara in Kiddushin says, Tev Shabarei from Legehenim, the best of doctors are going to be punished in, in purgatory in hell. How, how do we reconcile it? Tev Shabarei Only the good doctors. Only the doctors who think of themselves as good. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not about a good doctor. It's just a delivery system. The doctor's just a conduit. You think it's because you're good? No, you're not that good. You're not that good. It's Hashem. Hashem is that good. And, and on a deeper level, same idea, but a little bit... A little bit deeper. Toiv Shubereifim, what does that mean? Every day, a, a Jew davens three times a day, a Shemin Esra, a, a prayer of 18 blessings. One of those tefillas, one of those brachas in the Shemin Esra, the, the 18 blessings, is Rafua. we ask for healing. There could be a guy, though, who says to Hashem, listen, I'll, I'll say what it says in the Siddur, because that's what it's printed in the Siddur, but when I, when I have to say the bracha for Rafua, I don't really mean it, because Hashem, I don't need to trouble you about this, and don't worry Hashem, I got this one. I got, don't know, because, why? Because I myself am a doctor. Right, like the guy who's going to the business meeting in Manhattan, he's, he's, he stands to make uh, a million bucks, and he can't find a parking spot, so he starts crying out to Hashem, Hashem, please, I need a parking spot. I'm going to be late for the meeting. If I'm, if I'm late, then I'm going to blow the whole deal. Uh, open up a parking spot for me, and I'm going to give my I'm going to give 10% from, from the million bucks that I make. Nothing doing. He drives around the block again. He says, Hashem, please, I'm going to be late for the meeting. Open up a parking spot. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Chaymish, a fifth, 20% from the deal. Nothing doing. No, the spot doesn't open up. Finally says, Hashem, please, please, open up a spot. I'm going to get 50% from the deal I'm going to give to Tzedakah. And all of a sudden, a spot opens up. He says, Hashem, never mind. A spot just opened up. <laughs> right? So this is the guy who says, Hashem, don't, don't worry. That, that bracha of healing, I don't need to trouble you for that one because I got this one because I myself am a doctor. That's called toiv shibareifim. What's toiv? Tes, vav, 
Vase. Tess is nine. Vav is six. Vase is two. Nine, six, two is seventeen. Toiv Shabarefa means the doctor who only really means seventeen out of the eighteen blessings of Shemir Esther, because he says, one of them, don't worry, I'll take care of it. <laughs> so here's the lesson for all of us. That when you merit to be Hashem's representative, when you merit to be an agent for good, whether you're a healer or whether it's teaching somebody or whether it's providing them material support by giving them tzedakah or just giving somebody the time of day and, 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 and smiling at them and restoring their dignity. All these things that we do for each other. Remember, you're not that good. Hashem is that good. And we're just really, really fortunate that here and there we get to be His representatives and that those good things get to come through us.